Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca celebrating 11 years of Busted Open. So we got myself, Bully Ray, Tommy Dreamer, and Mark Henry all hosting on today's show. We get into Monday Night Raw and the MVP of Monday Night Raw and Zelina Vega. Also, we get into the history and just our 11 years on the air with Sirius XM with some very special guests like Rebby Hardy and Dave Snake Sabo. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Mark, I don't know about you, but if it was me or you hosting our 11th year on the air, don't you think you would have a little bit more enthusiasm than he had this morning? You would expect him to be off the walls. There you go. Knocking shit off the walls. Come on, Dave. 11 years. Don't throw the fat head, though. Don't throw. All right. Here here we go. I'll do it again. Welcome. <laughs> Open. That better? <laughs> your your fat head took a bump. I knocked, I knocked shit uh, off the wall. Dave took a bump. <laughs> What's going awesome. on? 11, I can't believe it. 11 A lot different than our 10-year anniversary. 10-year anniversary in front of 700 people. Our 11-year anniversary, a little bit different. But it's great to be with you guys. Thank you so much. We got Gabby. We got Andre. We got George. So I'm really excited about the next two hours with you guys. And from looking at Twitter, I think we're going to get a ton of phone calls, maybe some special guests as well. So, uh, you know, maybe we can do our best to make you forget the eight-hour Monday Night Raw from last night. But I digress for a second. Thank you so much. And you know what? I really got to give you guys a thank you because Bully almost made me tear up before we started the show because he said, congratulations, on the 11 years. And I got to say thank you to Bully and Mark and Tommy for what you guys have done for this brand, what you guys have done for this show. So I love and thank you guys so much. I appreciate you've taken this show to a completely new level of popularity and credibility. And I appreciate all you guys for being a part of this show. Man, I am so honored because as you know, um, you've been a fan of ours, but I was a fan of yours, and I called in. I was the first caller, and uh, I, I, that's how much I love the show. I, I, when, I, when I knew that you were going to make the rise from uh, kind of satellite radio to the big time, I had to call because I felt like that's showing respect. And 
Uh, you deserve that. Like, you know, this is your concept. And how many people can say that I brought something to the world of pro wrestling that was a first? I'll wait. You know, Dave, uh, in my contract with Busted Open, it, it lines out what my job description is. And basically it says to come on and analyze pro wrestling, whether that's Raw, SmackDown, uh, you know, AEW, give my takes and right at the bottom, the very last thing, it says, break Dave LaGreca's balls on a daily basis. <laughs> that, that is one of my job descriptions. So before I break your balls for the rest of this show, I'll say to you once again what I've been saying to you from the beginning. This is your rock and roll band. This is your creation. And when you take something that you created and you get it to where this show has got, you deserve some props. So once again, congratulations. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. And, uh, and you did it. You took a show that was on one night a week at like midnight on terrestrial radio. And we have now all turned it in with you as the head of the show to the number one show live six days a week um, on Sirius XM. Number one show on the entire sports platform. And I think that uh, speaks a lot for your dedication to the show. All right. I just threw up in my mouth. Enough putting you over. I'm done. Because uh, I would have thought that that list of things that you had to do on Busted Open, breaking my balls, would be number one by the amount of times you do it on a daily basis. <laughs> but uh, I digress. I'm breaking your balls over here. What are you, you can't, take, can't break your balls. And I'm glad that you guys showed up for the show because I thought Tommy was going to come on as well. But I guess, you know, that was a dream that he would uh, come on the show. Tommy we'll is rolling happens. in the sheets. <laughs> we'll see what happens over the next two hours. And we'll probably have some surprises. So... Uh, before we get into that, and I, I definitely want to hear from the Busted Open Nation, 877-344-4893, 877-FIGHT93. You know, share some memories of the last 11 years. But, you know, we did have a Monday Night Raw last night. And I started with a bit of a joke that it was an eight-hour show because there were times that it dragged and it felt like an eight-hour show. It wasn't all bad. I mean, I think you both would agree, Bully and Mark, that Zelina Vega has been the must-watch personality on that show from a week to week basis for many different reasons but she has definitely become the mvp of that show especially last night when she came down and she looked like she was working at cheetahs uh bada bean club <laughs> every guy went oh my gosh <laughs> It's, it's like the pandemic is over. <laughs> it, was, quote, it, it was quite the flattering outfit, yes. Yes, to quote another Hall of Famer, a Ralph Cramden, humming a humming a humming a. Humming a humming a. Watching Zelina Vega come out. and uh, But no, seriously, though, she's been, whether it's in the ring, outside the ring, on commentary, or just her presence on the show, am I wrong by saying that she she's a star? Kind of, she, she's upstaged pretty much everybody on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. I believe and, if anybody has taken this, um, you know, this unfortunate time in the world and in the wrestling business especially uh, and used it to their advantage, it's her. You know, every opportunity is a new opportunity, and she's creating, you know, making the most of it. She's going out there. She's... 
She's getting over um, with her promos. She's getting over with her look. She's getting over with her ringside abilities and the manager. Everything she's doing, she's in, she's in control of the entire situation. And when, the, you know, I hate saying this, but when the dust settles and the smoke clears, you know, hopefully she comes out on the other side of this, a bigger perceived star, and they continue to run with her. Yeah, Mark, you just mentioned the word, just like Bully said, star. I think Bully's right. Like, you know, we're in a bit of a holding pattern, especially you feel that on Monday Night Raw. But like Bully said, you know, you got to take the opportunities as they come. And she's been hitting a home run every single Monday night. Every Monday night, she is taking the the, right at the point where there's going to be a lull or there's going to be silence. She steps in and feels that, which is an instinctive thing. And she voices her opinion in that space. Or she, don't do that. Or she, oh my God, I can't believe. Like, she's always there with something to feel that dead air. And when she's on there, that's why that's why we are accustomed to, uh, as fans, to we're prompted to respond at times. And it's when there's those laws. She is not only the fan, but she's also a commentator and, and, and a manager. She's, she's doing three or four different things at once. Yeah, and, you know, the word star definitely. And, and she's been one of the bright spots. And with the Monday Night Raw, and we've complained about this, that three hours is really a long time for a Monday Night Raw. You're really feeling it now that there's no crowd. It it's even feels longer to me, I'm, am I wrong at that? Do you feel like the show, especially for whatever reason last night, that that show really, really dragged? Uh, I've been saying this for about two weeks now. You know that, Dave, that <clears throat> as a fan, it's <clears throat> sorry, it's become a little bit more difficult for me because I don't find myself as invested in the characters right now on the show. Yes, the in-ring wrestling is good. It's exciting. It should be. You're a WWE superstar. You should be, you know, at the top of the food chain when it comes to being a pro wrestler. Character-wise, I'm struggling. Story-wise, I'm struggling. <clears throat> yes, I am interested to see what this Titan Tower Money in the Bank match is going to look like just because I'm interested in the spectacle. Am I really into the people that were in the match? I'm not quite so sure. I was into Apollo Crews for half a second there. Then he goes and he hurts his knee. Is he out of the Money in the Bank? I don't know. Is he going to be... Is he going to come back, spear to 76, and find a way to get in the match and maybe win the match? We'll see. I'm not going to crap on the whole Apollo Crews thing until I see what they do next week with it or if they pay it off. Because if they decided to hit the gas pedal on Apollo Crews and then all of a sudden hit the brakes last night for no good reason, I won't understand why. Yeah, and, and Mark, like Apollo Crews we know is a talent. Is he somebody that can grab your attention? Is he somebody that has the personality and charisma? We talked about Zelina Vega taking the most of an opportunity. Creatively, the company has to be behind them. Do you think Apollo Crews might be able to do that? I, I think talent-wise, Apollo Crews can. Uh, that's one of the reasons why. Uh, I went and sought him out and and brought him to the WWE um, is is the talent. And during that time, he had somebody else that was talking 
which was Rich Swan, which I brought him to. And that didn't work out, but nonetheless, Apollo stayed and he's doing his thing. And I want to see Apollo with more bells and whistles. I think Apollo needs a manager. I think Apollo needs uh, a dominant storyline as a, you know, he's got something over somebody's head. There's got to be extra things. And, and it's no disrespect to him. It's just that, you know, my knowledge of the force, if you will, is strong. And I feel like his is, is not yet at the level of a full-fledged Jedi Knight. He's, he's, not, he's not a Padawan by any means, but um, there's, there's, um, there's still room for improvement. Mark, when when you talk to Apollo Crews backstage, I know you've had a lot more interaction with him than I had. He's just a genuinely nice guy and a genuinely good dude. He's yeah. always smiling. So it's almost like when I see him on screen, I feel like I'm just seeing the backstage version of him. Somebody's got to light a fire under his ass. This is where the heel comes in. Somebody needs to breathe down Apollo's Cruz's neck, smack him in the mouth, and then challenge him to step up. You got to bring that out of him. Same thing with Dreamer. You know, I, I always use Dreamer as a comparison. Dreamer's just such a nice guy. So what do you do to a nice guy like Dreamer in the ring? You smack him in the mouth and you force that fiery baby face out of him. That's what they need to do with Apollo Crews, because I'm not quite sure he can, oh, dear God, I'm looking at my television screen. Listeners out there, Tommy Dreamer is now on the show. You can't see him. We can. And he's naked. All right. Well, I mean, I mean, he's uh, naked. Let's. Let's get the emotion. Let's get the uh, think, think of a candle that has been melting for 36 hours, and now you have a picture of what we're seeing right now. Soccer is a passion that goes beyond the sport, and Sirius XMFC's podcast, More Than a Game, brings that passion to you. And you in each episode, FC's panel of experts take a deep dive into club histories, iconic grounds, bitter rivalries, and so much more. There's nothing like a Derby Day in Manchester. New episodes are available weekly by downloading the Pandora app and searching more than a game. Tommy Effin' Dreamer. What's up, Tommy? How are you? Good morning. How are you? Good, man. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Thank you for making me a part of this show. Figured come in and uh, here we are. Party, party. Party, party. <laughs> making my day. <laughs> oh, shit, guys. I wish y'all could be on here with us. Oh, this is, <laughs> this is like the best thing. Somebody's got to explain to the nation why we're laughing our asses off. Oh my God, Gabby, Tommy, you're on. looking you're looking good this morning, brother. Yeah, man, I look great every morning. Tommy <laughs> <laughs> looks like uh, he tied one on last. Turn week. to the side again, Tommy. You like Donald Trump? Celebrated a, a little early. Tommy celebrated <laughs> a little early look? last night. Oh my gosh! A little worse. Turn, for turn to the side real quick. Just. No, I will not. I don't want to try to. <laughs> You're like a hot menace, a hot mess minus the hot. Uh, Dear God. Oh, man, this is beautiful, though. 
But anyway, I love having everybody here. The whole team is here. For a hell, hell, the gang's all here. <coughs> so, <laughs> so we heard some sound from Monday Night Raw last night, the ending that contract signing. One of I thought one of the highlights from last night. And, you know, I actually, you know, dug what Seth had to say. I thought it, Bully, what did you think? I actually thought that was a pretty damn good segment last night. Definitely one of the highlights of the show. Um, I like the way uh, Drew is laid back and then he comes to the forefront when he needs to. I thought the ending segment was decent. I hate the fact that they're still using microphones. Hate it. That could have been such an intimate moment with Drew and Seth. There was no need to use microphones. Those guys are two to three feet away from one another. The handheld cameraman could have been in that ring, hovering over them, catching that verbiage, that banter between them back and forth. They should have just been looking at each other and saying what they had to say. We know there's not an audience there. We don't need the microphone. WWE has great enough microphones where the microphones on the cameras can pick up what these guys are saying. It goes back to some of the superstars coming down the ramp and looking out into the performance center as if there's still 20,000 people there. We know there's not. Let's kind of cater to the times that we're living in. We know there's no crowd there. We know we don't need a microphone so the people in the 300 section can hear us. Give me that intimate feel. Give me two dudes looking at each other and telling them how, you know, this is what I'm going to do to you. This is how I feel about you. And this is what you can expect when we're in the ring. I, I see exactly what your point is, Bully, but also it's a comfortability thing. I think that for so many years, guys have have stood there and did the promo where they had to help hold the microphone that it's, it's, it's like a, a crutch, if you will. And, and maybe this is the time to break that, but I still think that there's some guys that they're not going to know what to do with their hands. They're going to be like, well, what am I doing? Why, why are my hands doing this? And and you're gonna save you're saving people from themselves. And uh, Bob, sometimes with audio, if you don't have a boom mic over, which would also get in the shot, and uh, if you're doing with handheld, if the guy turns away for something, the microphone, the audio won't be as good, and then it also won't meet broadcast standards. Uh, and broadcast standards are a big, big thing. Um, so there's, they are, I agree, but you'd have to talk a lot louder, which then would lose that, you know, Drew being, um, more laid back. Reserved, yeah. But, um, it, uh, there are, you would actually get into somewhat more of a technical issue than you would uh, a conversational piece. That's why, like when they do, uh, a sit down from, remember back in the day, like with Jr. and Kane or Jr. and anybody, those sit down interviews are fully mic'd or sometimes the talent are mic'd, but there's a lot of a boom mic going across. Well, th- that that's totally fine. And I understand from a production point of view why it might not be possible, but that's where they should borrow from what AEW did a couple of weeks ago. We had Matt Hardy and Jericho in the ring without microphones. They yep. had microphones attached to their gear. If I'm if memory serves correct, uh, Seth and Drew were both in black last night. So the microphones that would be attached, which are really, really small, would have been hidden. So now we don't have guys talking into a microphone. That is a great way to modernize what we're seeing on TV. Seeing these guys holding microphones t- today in the times we're living in is a complete disconnect for me. 
You know, and it's I agree with you, and I think they need to take advantage of it. Bully, we talked about the last segment of SmackDown Friday night with Vince McMahon and Triple H, which I thought was a home run. A lot of people hated it, but I loved it. Why? Because it showed a different side. If there was ever a time to show a different side, now is the time to do that. Uh, it just can't be business as usual right now. Now, hopefully we get on the other side of this quickly, and maybe things will start to change, and then they can adapt to it. But if there's ever a time that you want to see a human side, now is the time. And one of the problems I had with last night on the show was Angel Garza with Charlie Caruso. We saw on NXT television Angel Garza propose to his girlfriend. We saw that on TV. You know, we're seeing Seth Rollins as this major heel at the end of Monday Night Raw, but early on in the show, on Raw, they showed backstage footage from WrestleMania 35 where he's embracing uh, Becky Lynch after winning the title. Like, it's very, very hard for me to buy into a storyline and a character when you're seeing it on the show. It's one thing if you're seeing it on a 24 special on the WWE Network. It's another thing like an hour before the big heel story on Monday Night Raw. So, Tommy, let me ask you, is, is do you see that disconnect? And the other thing, Tommy, and you know this, you would think there's going to be a lot more eyes on the product. Maybe people who haven't been watching Monday Night Raw for the last 10 to 15 years where they're like, all right, let me check out wrestling again. They watched that show last night. They would be completely confused of what's going on right now. No, I am a big fan, and that's what I got from my you know time with Paul Heyman with, uh, for details. And it's the littlest details um, and, and stuff like that. It can't go um, unrecognized. That's where producers, and, you know, you're also working with a bit of a limited uh, set or, and crew. That's where either producers or production assistants, all those people may have to come into place. But yeah, I agree. You don't need to show your top heel with your top baby face because that that doesn't have to happen, especially like you said, on the same show. If it's different shows or it's recapping what happened uh, earlier uh, in the year, because we all know people change, but no, you can't because it, it's a straight up disconnect. And, you know, we're, we're always trying to get a new viewer, a new person to watch television, especially now when there's really not a whole lot of live television going on. Uh, that's, that's a key uh, component. <clears throat> Dave, you talked about you know, more, you think they would do things a certain way because more and more people are home watching the product. Actually, that doesn't seem to be true. If you just take a look at the ratings over the past three to four weeks for Raw, slight dis decline every single week. Now, is it because there's no audience there? Is it because they're not invested in the stories or the characters? Who knows right now? But no, not more people are watching. And when it comes to seeing Seth backstage with Becky or seeing things that like Angel Garza getting uh, engaged on NXT, that happened like four months ago um, or however long it was. And, and to the WWE, that's eons ago. And if you blinked, you missed it. So we're not going to compromise uh, a good uh, character dynamic for somebody like Angel Garza just because we showed something on TV once we know here fight this argument we know that Zelina Vega and Alistair Black are married right yes so why are they on opposite ends of the spectrum last night why are they enemies 
It's a great point. Probably the- everyone who watched that show last night would know that they're in a relationship, yes. Okay, but they, the WWE will use whatever is convenient for them at any given moment, okay? And they'll always revert back to Hollywood. So they'll tell you that when you see Rocky Balboa in the ring, that's just Sylvester Stallone playing the character of Rocky Balboa. And that's, and, and, and that's what they do there. At least that's my opinion. Tommy and Mark might have different opinions, but from my experience, they do what is convenient for them. Last night in that Becky Lynch package, it was convenient for them to use an alternative camera shot on the one count ver- when we saw Becky versus Ronda from WrestleMania. Yeah, and, and you know what, really quick, and, and here's the thing, though, because you mentioned about the decline in ratings, and I think there's a decline across the board right now when you look at the world of pro wrestling, though. You know, we, we mentioned it yesterday, and, and I know Mark's a big NFL fan. The, the NFL drafted monster numbers. So, so, you know, that means there was a lot more people watching that draft than probably would have watched the draft if this situation wasn't going on. They took advantage of the situation, and they got over 15 million people to watch that draft. Why? Because of the realism, because of the emotion. And I think there's a disconnect right now on Monday Night Raw because you're right. You know, we know as fans that Zelina Vega and Aleister Black are married, but yet they don't acknowledge that on TV. They acknowledge that Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch are you know, obviously in a relationship earlier on in the show, but they want you to forget it by the end of hour number three. That's where you lose the emotional investment. And I think when it comes to pro wrestling, and Mark, I want to get your take, it's all about emotional investment. So when you lose the emotional investment, that's when there's a disconnect between what's on the TV and what the people are watching at home. That, that's when you stop showing stuff about people's personal lives. That's the way you fix that. So if nobody knows, then it's, it's not going to be an issue. You, you look at Hollywood when a movie comes out and this person is kissing this person or they having a love scene or um, horizontal mumbo jumbo or whatever it is. Like, you don't even acknowledge the fact that they have a significant other. And, and that's the thing in pro wrestling. They have to stop doing that because – it's confusing people, and even if it's not confusing people, in your mind, you you burst out of your suspended belief, and you go, oh, she's married to so-and-so, or he's engaged to, and, and it, it, it affects the whole mindset of what's going on. That's, that's the purpose. You got to stop. They have to stop doing that. And if you want to talk about Hollywood working people, what about, uh, what is it, Lady Gaga and Ryan Reynolds, when they did a movie together, there was all this scuttlebutt that they were together. They had worked the world until finally the movie was no longer out. And they said, hey, we're not together. And they did that to sell a movie. And they take all these romantic pictures. Uh, everyone's talking about it. It's on the cover of everything. That's why. And I always Meeting say up this, at I Starbucks. Mark, old school will never die. You need to see my butt? What? I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> okay and, and just oh. so you know it was, it was Brad uh, you're, you're wearing pants the biggest names in the fight game are on the Ock and Barack show matchroom sports managing director this is a global pandemic that is taking hundreds of thousands of lives globally and I feel as much as we love sport as much as we need live events for our business 
we have to wait our turn. But what we can do is make sure that when that turn comes, we're ready. The Ock and Barack Show, weekdays from noon till 3 Eastern, only on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. The ratings on everything else is very high because everyone's stuck at home. There's nowhere to go right now. So when you when you look at that, I think there is that human connection that's lacking in pro wrestling right now. And I think, you know, we but then again, here's the other the other argument, bully, and we talked about this yesterday. I thought what SmackDown did on Friday night was smart. And that final segment with what Triple H and, and Vince and did, I thought that was fantastic. And it showed that human side. It was funny. It was hilarious. It, there was some pure emotion, too. And what happened? The fans shit all over it. So I think when it comes to pro wrestling sometimes, and Bully, tell me if I'm wrong, you can't win. Uh, I think the WWE is in a situation where they find themselves can't win when it comes to social media. My argument yesterday or the day before was you can't love Chris Jericho cutting a promo on a drone but hate what you saw last week on SmackDown with Hunter, Sean, and Vince. Uh, It was a roast. Everybody was making fun of Hunter. Vince was half in the bag coming out there, cutting a promo, turning the lights out on everybody, crickets at the end. That's entertaining. But... I've experienced this for years, whether with the company or outside of the company, where guys like Triple H and Sean have a gazillion times more leeway than just about anybody else. Yeah, John has the leeway, and Steve has the leeway, and Rock has the leeway, and Hunter and Sean have the leeway. Give that leeway to everybody, or at least give them a little bit of that leeway. You said that pro wrestling is failing right now to to show a human side. I don't think AEW is failing. I think AEW gives us two hours of what we got with Hunter, Sean, and Vince. I think we're being allowed to see the entertaining side of everybody. Is everything that they do a home run? No. But do we come on this show on Thursdays and say, wow, we were entertained by AEW despite the fact that there's a black plague going on and that there there are no fans in the audience? Yeah, so what are they getting right as opposed to what the WWE might be getting wrong right now? Yeah, and I just, I think right now, Bully, it is just acknowledging what's going on, the human element. But again, you know, the fans, I guess you're going to have to, if you're the WWE, forget the social media, forget the backlash or the negativity because you you can't listen to the vocal minority. Uh, now, is that a snake in my pants, or am I just glad to see it? No, it's Dave Snake Sabo is on the line calling in from Skid Row. What's going on, Snake? <laughs> what an intro, man. Thank you. Hi, guys. What's up? What's up, brother? Bully Ray, my brother. How are you? Nope. Sorry. You know the deal. Cut you off. You know what? <laughs> Let's get right into it then. <laughs> nope. I'm drinking White Claw right now. Hang up on this guy. I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> guys, I can't believe you're drinking a White happy Claw. Anniver- happy anniversary. Thanks, Thank man. You, How you doing? Thanks. We're doing so good. I can't believe it was a year ago that, that you guys had the 10th anniversary party in Manhattan. And that's kind of like 
were a day where you and I kind of like first hung out and, and started becoming friends. And, and I'm just so proud that this show has gone to the heights that it's gone to. It's for me, it's like my morning ritual. It's, it, and when I miss it, I feel like I missed something, which is, it says a lot about what you guys are bringing to the audience in this time of, you know, with the pandemic going on, it's been a great, uh, a great uh, diversion, I think, for your whole audience, for the nation, me especially. Well, thanks, Nate. That means that means a lot to me. Obviously, a, a big fan of yours as a musician and as a person. So for you to say that, and, and, and Mark and Tommy, we've been hearing a lot of that about, like, people, you know, just knowing that they can turn on our show, it's, it brings a sense of normalcy to everything that's yeah. going on. And Snake, thanks for the the Skid Row shirt because I actually wore it to the gym before this pandemic. And this guy come up, I didn't know you were a Skid Row fan. And I said, <laughs> Snake gave me this shirt, and he went, "No way!" And I was like, "Yeah, way." I mean, he gave me the shirt. He handed it to me, and he was like, well, "I'll give you fifty bucks for it." And I was like, "No." He <laughs> did try well, to get my shirt, I'm a man. I've been a fan of yours, so I really appreciate the fact of everything that you've done. And and Tommy, you too. You you and I have never got a chance to meet face to face, but I'm a big fan. And all the everything that you guys have brought to the table over the years needs to be commended on a daily basis because you guys have entertained us for so long. And I often think that you all don't get the credit that you all deserve because you guys are fierce competitors and you're fierce athletes and you're great performers. And I don't think that you guys get your, uh, the credit that you absolutely deserve. And I say that to everybody, including you bully. (laughs) Thanks buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, and you know what snake and you know this because you're, you're, you're friends with bully and you know, bully. And one of the things I admire about him on this show is that he takes every show extremely serious, every segment, like, he wants it to be a home run. Like he's he thinks that highly of the show and of the nation that he doesn't want to disappoint anybody. Well, it's, for me, it's like with especially with what's going on now. I, I I know that you guys have talked about this, and some of the some of the shows are are because of the the lack of an audience are a bit difficult to watch, especially for this prolonged period of time. And I get to tune in the day after, and basically I'm entertained about a show that I may not watch the whole thing of by listening to you guys talk about it. So that says a lot for for the effort and time that you guys put into it. And also, like, the the, the psychology of, of what goes on with within your business. For, for a novice like me who's been a fan since, you know, seeing Bruno San Martino fight Spiros Arion in the garden when I was, like, nine – to me, this, this this show keeps me really invested and, and interested in the product, being that it's a diminished product right now. And that's not to say that the performers aren't doing an amazing job, because they're doing an incredible job given their circumstances. I, I have such profound respect for, for each and every guy and girl that goes out there, because it cannot be easy not to be able to feed off that crowd. Uh, I can only imagine. Snake, let me ask you this. Obviously, you've been a wrestling fan for a long, long time, and like your level of wrestling uh, knowledge and history is like on that same level as LaGreca and Tommy. I mean, uh, they, they, they know things that, uh, uh, you know, I have no idea about. I'm sure Mark not, might, might not even know. 
as a fan, what do you find yourself watching now? What, whether it's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, or Dynamite, what show is entertaining you right now um, within the times we're living in? I think it's dynamite. And for all the reasons that you guys have said, we're having the performers around the ring and there's just a different air about it. And I know everybody blows smoke up Chris Jericho's ass, but it's well-deserved because man, he has reached a new level in his career. uh, This past, it seems like this past year and a half, but he's really figured out a way to be, over and above what the situation has has uh, predicated. And so I think that for me, watching that show is a bit more entertaining. Uh, it keeps me invested more. It's and uh, all the guys, but especially Chris, like you talked about Chris being on commentary. My God. I mean, it's just, it, it kills me every week. It's hilarious. And, so uh, I think that uh, I think that's the one that keeps me invested the most, and also the and, WWE Network. I mean, to go back and to be able to look at stuff, you know, from uh, from you know from when I was a kid and seeing some of those old matches from, you know, whether it was the Garden or the Spectrum or 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 uh, you know some Mid South stuff or whatever. It's really that's been a great thing to have at my disposal as well because it's not that I'm losing interest in 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 wrestling or anything that's far from it it's just that it's a little tough to watch without that without that audience factor and uh, I know they're doing everything creatively possible but I also thought that you brought up some good suggestions as well as how the how the product could uh, uh, improve given the, the set of circumstances that it's in You know, and Snake, you're going to love this. Tommy and I uh, um, have been taping a lot of specials that air at 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. before we go live at 10 Eastern time each and every day. And we have uh, our Mid-South special that's going to air on Friday with Ted DiBiase that I think you're really going to love. But next Monday, I believe it's Monday at 8 a.m. Eastern time, uh, Tommy and I did a special on the magazines. And we have George Napolitano, Stu Sachs, and Bill Apter. So you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for that. Oh, yeah. I think you're really going to love it. Oh, I fanboyed out on George Napolitano one time at the Garden. <laughs> fanboyed out so hard. I don't even think he realized what was going on. I was like, dude, you're George Napolitano. I love you. And I'm like in my leather skid road jacket. I got hair down on my nipples and I'm, you know, half in the bag. And he was like so taken aback by it. He didn't know what to do. I was like, thanks. I was like, I'll, I'll leave you alone. I fanboyed out enough on you. But it's true. I'm total mark for George Napolitano. So, yeah, that's going to air next week. And make sure, you know, we're live 10 to noon, but we have these specials that air just before we go live. Snake, thank you so much for, you know, for everything that you do. And, and man, I wish I could be able to see you guys on tour this summer. But, you know, when we get on the other side of this, I can't wait for that tour that you had planned with, with Rat and with uh, with Cinderella and with Slaughter and and I'm sure we'll be able to see you on stage. But thank you for everything that you do for Busted Open. No, thank you guys. Join the conversation on Twitter and follow. This is yo. What happened there? I, I oh, don't yeah, know. That's, never... called a, that's called a radio fart. 
Uh, yeah, ex- excuse me. Excuse me. I hope that didn't. I hope that didn't. Uh, but anyway, but Snake, Dan, thank you so much for everything, man. We really appreciate it. Sorry, Snake. I heard hey, the word rat been, and I got excited. You guys, been, <laughs> <laughs> you guys have been so kind to me. You guys have been so kind to me and for allowing me to be on your show and, and making me feel like a part of the family. So I greatly appreciate everything you do. And uh, Tommy, what shirt are you wearing today? Uh, I have an Andre the Giant Japanese shirt on because my hair is kind of looking like Andre the Giant meets Donald Trump. I'm so I'm so jealous of your shirt collection, man. It, it's growing just like uh, Bully Ray. It's growing. <laughs> oh, whoa! Oh, Shot fire! That was, was low hanging fruit right there, man. It's Good not going to end well, though. It's low hanging like Tommy's <laughs> no, nipples. It was. Well, I love you guys, and thank you so much for the time, and keep doing what you do. All right. Thank you, brother. This week on World of Basketball, Australia's five-time Olympian and FIBA Hall of Famer, Andrew Gaze, shares his thoughts on LaMelo Ball as an NBA prospect. I think he's a phenomenal talent. He's good size. He's a a really, really good athlete. But in NBA, the standards, he's not an elite athlete. He can pass the ball. The thing that I think impressed me the most is not necessarily everything I saw on the floor because his talent is really good, but he listens, he's respectful, and that he seems to buy into the team concepts. New episodes of World of Basketball are available every Thursday on the Sirius XM app and Pandora. Those days, Bully, as you mentioned, when we're on, you know, once and then twice a week here on Sirius XM is the great Rebby Hardy. Rebby, how are you? Hi. Wow. No one's ever called me the great Rebby. <laughs> Happy birthday, Busted Open. <laughs> Thank you very much. How are you? What have you been up to since you left Busted Open, by the way? Just. Recreating, procreating. <laughs> a lot of procreating over there at the Hardy Compound. There's no cable TV at the Hardy Compound, from what I'm getting thinking. it in. Just creating a roster, you know. That's all. <laughs> You're creating your own roster. That's great. Man, I'm so excited to hear from you guys. I'm so excited that it's been 11 years. You know, I called in at 11-11 on the 11th anniversary. It's pretty amazing. Wow. I have so many great memories of Busted Open. <laughs> I made a wish for you guys. It's so crazy to think, you know, before podcasts even were popping off and before anyone really had any show, like, we were fighting to get on, you know, just a slot on the show for once a week, one hour. And now look at you guys. It's so amazing. I'm so proud of you, Doug. Oh, Dave. <laughs> wow. Dave, you know? <laughs> yeah. Reb- Rebby, how did you originally beco- become a part of the show? Like, you know, take us through, like, how did you know Dave or, you know, how'd you get on? Oh, man. I had done this crazy reality show for MTV about um, being a sports fan because I was a super fan of the New York Giants. And I had met Dave, who was a producer on Sirius NFL. And um, we just started talking, and it randomly came up that he was a wrestling fan. And I was like, oh, word, me too. That's so crazy. <laughs> like, who's a wrestling fan? Well, turns out, you know. 
Um, <laughs> and we started talking. He was telling me about a passion project that he had, and it was like this record from home radio show that he was trying to start, which was, you know, the very early stages of Busted Open. Kind of went off from there. Yep, and then she went on, and she was a hit on the show. So, all right, so, Rebby, what are some memories of being a part of Busted Open? Oh, gosh, some memories. I love, you know, your long, dramatic pauses and your endless optimism and giving everybody the benefit of the doubt and then me coming on and being, like, really negative and the opposite <laughs> of that. Um, <laughs> I oh, love, so I filled your uh, shoes then. anniversary party. <laughs> I'll never forget the one-year anniversary when we went out to, like, this really nice restaurant in New York, and there were, like, couples, you know, tables surrounding us with, you know, couples having a nice, quiet dinner, and everyone just got, like, raging, and you started, like, screaming Shawn Michaels' theme song lyrics, and we almost got kicked out. That was Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. So it was just the two of y'all? What did he do? Oh no no! It was it was the whole it was the whole cast of Busted Open, which at that point was literally like two producers, three hosts, and I don't know, maybe some friends. But I mean, we had a good table, uh, maybe like ten people, and <laughs> just screaming wrestling theme songs, like in the middle of this really like quaint, quiet little like romantic New York restaurant. The owners were like they kept coming over, like giving us this duck glare, like they were ready for us to leave. But it was so. I think there's a YouTube video somewhere. <laughs> there is. Actually, you know, uh, Rebby did take a video. I think I have it someplace. So, yeah, we're at this restaurant. Like, it's it's a nice restaurant. And there's, like, at that point, there I think there was, like, seven of us. And we were so yeah. loud. They kept warning us. And then they moved us to, like, the basement <laughs> of the restaurant. And then, like, it, it took about another 30 minutes before we officially got kicked out. I blame Rebby. Because Rebby's a loud mouth. But, <laughs> but, uh... You know, um, but yeah, we uh, we got kicked out that night. But it was, a, it was, and that was the first anniversary. And here we are, ten years later, celebrating the eleven-year anniversary. A little bit different since we're all in our homes. But yes, that was that was definitely a memory for sure. So, Remy, what is life? What is life like now at the Hardy Compound? How th- how are things over there? Oh God. <laughs> Well, I'm sure in dealing with Matt enough yourself that you know that I'm losing my damn mind um, and this quarantine. Having Matt around is not good for you? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Is it it more Matt or the kids? Is it more Matt or the kids? Oh, it's Matt. It's Matt. No, but, you know, it's it's great. There's always something to do here. I mean, you're never bored. There's always some project or or some song to write or some video to make. And then, you know, there's the baby Hardy Boys running around. Um, So it's kind of never ending uh, a hub of creativity and chores. (laughs) And, you know, Rebby's behind a lot of what we see, you know, a lot of the things that we saw with TNA and, you know, Rebby, you know, either, you know, creatively coming up with stuff or, or or taping things. I think a lot of people need to be aware of the fact you were behind a lot of those broken segments and those deleted segments. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. I'll never get credit, but thanks. I just gave you credit on national radio on our 11-year anniversary. Except for you, Dave. Except for you. I love you. <laughs> and it's, I remember, too, and this is like a memory because, you know, I was at, the, the, the wedding between Rebby and Matt 
And, uh, you know, that was like a great memory. And to see that your relationship and where you are now, what Matt's doing at a home with AEW, where he's very happy with. And, and, a glad, and I'm glad that you're a part of our history. So, Rebby, thank you so much. Very proud to be. And Busted Open is a, a huge reason, if not the biggest reason, why I'm involved in wrestling whatsoever to the capacity that I've ever been. So, thank you, guys. And happy birthday. And here's to 11 more. Thank you, Rebby. Rebby Hardy, oh, awesome. who is a part of this show early on, so Wonderful. it's good to get some. It's good to get somebody's phone call. <laughs> yeah, good to get somebody's phone calls from people from the. You don't know who you're going to hear from, Bowling. If if this Dreamer, a, if Dreamer took ahead. a dip into the lake of reincarnation, would he come out skinny and over? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I knew the stab was coming. I just didn't know when, but like, I damn. I just want oh, more man. hair. I'm looking, for, I'm looking for the lake of Propecia. <laughs> <laughs> the waters of Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> so, Dave, like, when you had when you had Rebby on, was she your co-host? Yes. Or was it you, Doug, and Rebby? It was, it was the three of us. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we we did like a three man boot. Was Rebby better than the girl? Than Gabby? What's different? Yeah. You can't compare because Gabby, you know, she does her Devon Divas more behind the scenes. Rebby was on the air all the time, so you can't compare the two. Bully. I'm shocked that you haven't invited her on the show yet. You had Rebby on, but you, you've left the girl off. Wait a second! Don't give! Don't do that. Because I actually said to Gabby before the show, she has carbonage to jump on the air. And all I've seen Anytime. is that little that little red microphone that we have on Zoom because fucking Zoom runs the world now. <laughs> it's got an X through it. She hasn't spoken once. That's not on me, Bully. First of all, you're a liar. You never said that. I did say that. Mark no, you didn't say that. I heard it. I heard Thank it. you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. By the oh, way, do we have phone? Could you bring some phone calls up? I keep hearing we got a full bank of phone calls. I see no name. There's no names. Nobody wants to talk to you because you're a liar. <laughs> if you're calling me a liar, you're calling Mark Henry a liar because he just backed me up. <laughs> Mark Henry was, doesn't care what Gabby calls listen, him as long as Gabby calls him. Just call me, baby. <laughs> just call me. <laughs> I want to go to some nation. Do we have some phone calls that I could go to? Does anybody want? Uh, there we go. Let's go out to Mike in Long Island. What's going on, Mike? What's up, brothers? What's up, What's buddy? Up, How Mike? are you? How's it going? How's it going? I'm a first time caller. This is Mongrovian Mike. Hi, karate. The first time Mike is called <laughs> in. Welcome to the show, Mike. Cricket. Welcome, Cricket. welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. I just wanted to say you guys have inspired me. I'm definitely evolved over the past year listen to you guys i met some of the greatest bunch of people joe north carolina my girl essential chris that's my that's my that's i love her and everybody else in the nation we got it we got it here we're one big happy family the zoom the zoom meetings have been keeping me sane because i'm out here all day picking up this crap driving for the lab and I just want to say I love you guys. Oh, thanks, Mike, man. But thanks for the phone call, Mike. I appreciate that. Getting love. Man, it's always good to get one of those where yeah, people yeah. just appreciate you. You feel like your work is not uh, going to waste. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for that, Mike. Let's go out to Jarrell in Texas. Jarrell, what's going on? 
Jarrell? Hey, I'm here. Oh. I'm Busted Open Radio. How are you? Oh. Thanks so much for the phone call. How are you today? I'm doing all right. We're all in quarantine, losing our minds. <laughs> all right, so what made you call in today? Uh, it's the 11th anniversary. Just want to say congrats. This shit's awesome. Oh, all right. Wash my mouth. No swearing. All right. Sorry. All right. You're around the kids and everything. That's great to curse. Jarrell, thank you for the phone call. Yeah. Appreciate that's a, the that's congratulations. That's a dash of real life for you. <laughs> What's that? So that's a, that's a dash of real life. All right. Well, thank you, Jarrell, for calling from the Fortress of Solitude and uh, wishing us a happy 11th anniversary. Appreciate it. Thank you, Jarrell, <laughs> for the phone call. You know, whenever Bully, there was a show a few, I guess, last week where where uh, Bully said, I want to hear from more first-time callers. <laughs> and the tone of the calls have completely changed since that moment. So thank you, Bully, for that. So in that case, let's go to one of our busted open lifers, one of my favorite calls, and I know yours too, Tommy. Let's go out to Hansy in Toronto. What's going on, Hansy? Yo, happy anniversary to all of you. Um, Thank you, buddy. It, no, it feels like a long time ago since me and LaGreca would go at it because I would say Miz was a great heel, and I would get a lot of shit from wrestling fans about that because I dared say Miz was a great heel. But now the tables have turned, and now everyone loves the Miz. So I win in the end. No, I'm joking. Listen, um, I, to, I wanted to just think, listen, I, I come from, from a different angle, right? And I know... I come across like a uh, like a smart mark about like some of the stuff. Obviously, I'll be the first one to admit that wrestling fans, yeah, we don't know everything that goes on behind the scenes, and we only guess what goes on. Obviously, but I don't think the wrestlers tell us everything, and maybe they're not allowed to. So when like so when people are praising this Triple H and Vince McMahon segment, I think because wrestling in itself is reflective of real life and. A lot of these people and these institutions, are their images are dwindling. Maybe they're becoming the villains now. And because WWE is seen as the villain, even when they give us a good moment, what the cult fans have to think that there is something behind it. Like even with Jake Atlas on NXT, they kind of touched around that he was gay a little bit, but uh, not focusing on A little bit? Or already <clears throat> complaining because there's supposed to be an agenda with WWE. And so when someone like Bully Ray or Tommy Dreamer or Mark Henry, they actually give praise to WWE for certain things, people are supposed to think, oh, these guys are just shilling for them, when in actuality they might be telling you the truth on levels that you probably won't know. So at and least that's it. And that's it. Not to interrupt. Not to interrupt, Hansi. No, you're interrupting. <laughs> no, but Hansi, I mean, Mark, go ahead, Mark, go ahead. No, we're just saying. I don't and, need and, your permission to go ahead. I cut your ass off. Okay, Mark. Okay, Mark. Mark, here's the thing, Mark. You always be nice to me, but I noticed that when because Bully Ray or ta- or someone else. Oh, shut the fuck up! I don't need, up, I don't need Bully Ray. Somebody to hang up on that you, fat you bag of chocolate milk. Trying to have yourself. an anniversary show, and he wants to split the freaking atom about. Oh, let's dive deep and dissect. Shut up. Hansy, you know what? Shut Thanks up, for Bully the fu- Ray, you- Hang up you know what, on Hansi? him. I agree. Hansi, Waste I agree of with oxygen. I agree with everything Hansy said. He was going to call you that fuck. Thanks for the phone call, Hansy. Well, it would have been a lot better off if you would have ended up in the end of a reservoir tip. I love Hansy. One of my favorite calls. Hansy, I love Hansy. One of my favorite calls. Nation members. Gotta love the nation for their opinions.
Your home for all things combat sports is Sirius XM Fight Nation. Start your day with Hall of Fame Pro Wrestling Talk on Busted Open. Respect these men and women that build the business. Then, the Barak Show keeps you up to date on all things boxing. Boxing is the theater of the unexpected. And MMA guru, Luke Thomas, has you covered for mixed martial arts. Joe Rogan is the most important influencer in all of MMA. The fight game broken down like nowhere else. Only on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Co creator of the show, Doug Mortman, is going to be joining us in just a couple of minutes. Can't oh, that. yeah, that's man. Great. How did you how did you and Doug meet up and, and form this show? Like, did you go yeah. to him? Did he go to you? Like, tell us the story about the inception. You know what? I'm going to let Doug tell that story when we get him on because, you know, Doug has such a great memory for like the so what you're of saying the show, is the you don't remember of the show and, you know what i mean <laughs> hey, hey buddy i'm letting me answer that for you damn uh shit i don't remember that's, that's, that's wow right under the bus how about the fact like rebby calls in and she says congratulations doug <laughs> wait a minute i didn't hear that did she oh yeah oh yeah fully did oh, she corrected right, herself Oh, well, well, now I'm bringing it to everyone's attention. Do I dare uh-huh. get back to the uh-huh. busted open nation? Tommy, let me have one of those twists, man. <laughs> I wish a cyber. That's my breakfast. Last day, yesterday, I have a breakfast, raisinettes, and then I had for lunch a bag of Fritos, and then dinner, chicken cutlet parm. Have you guys gained posting. weight or lost weight during I'm the gaining. quarantine? I'm gaining oh, right oh, now. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm barbecuing. I'm finna barbecue. I love everyone posting like workout videos. They're just in the groove and I'm just literally watching television, doing podcasts and eating like crap. There you go. Hey, somebody who's been a big part of this show while we're waiting for Doug to join us. Let's go out to our good friend, Jimmy Corderas, who's on. No, Harris Corderas. What's going on, Jimmy? Uh, not much, guys. I, I I was sitting back listening to you guys. I, I love the show, guys. I want to congratulate you all. Uh, it's it, the show is fantastic. The best wrestling show out there, bar none. But I also really had to call in just to uh, give a hopefully a more positive impression of people from Toronto. I don't want everybody to think that everybody from Toronto is like Handy. <laughs> Good so, follow-up, so, Paul, uh, Jimmy. We have cleansed the palate uh, of busted open. <laughs> Yeah, especially the bullet. I, I, I really enjoy the show. I love the takes. I love the 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 positivity, and I love the fact that you guys um, don't have a bias. Everybody is open to critique, and everybody's open to praise, and and that's that's what it's all about. There's no choosing sides here, like everybody seems to be doing. Yeah, yeah, well, and I think that's they, important, Jimmy, because I, I mean, you know, you know, we don't take sides, and. You know, Mark, I know you've gotten upset in the past because people think you have the WWE agenda, which you certainly don't. And I think, Tommy and Bully, you know that we've kind of just been completely honest with the nation at all times. You know, one of the things that I like about Mark is Mark is a, a lifer in the WWE. I mean, they found him. They they, they took him under their wing. They, they've done the right thing by him he's a hall of famer he's an ambassador for the company and for the most part people like mark will always toe the line i think mark is uh, i i respect mark for not 
being afraid to say what he has to say because not everything that they do is good. And when it's not good, Mark will voice his opinion on that. And I like that and I respect that because not everything that everybody, listen, some days I come on this show and I suck. Sometimes we, we, we all have good days. We all have bad days. You know, and the WWE has bad days. And, and the fact that Mark is not afraid to voice his opinion is one of the reasons why I enjoy working on the show with him. I know what I'm going to get from Tommy because Tommy's, you know, you know, Tommy's Tommy and he's going to he's always been opinionated. But for Mark, a guy that's been a WWE, you know, em, you know, employee forever to hear him, you know, take the other side of, of things, I always think is good. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. But the people that we're trying to, you know, touch are not always going to agree with what we say. And I understand that. But when I say something as it relates to a, a topic, I'm saying it from a standpoint of being an analyst and not being a homer, guys. Like, and even if I am a homer, which I am, I'm not going to say that everything is a ray of sunshine like Bully said, I, I, I have my, 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 the course blanche, if you will, to say what I, what I want. And I'm pretty much the only guy that's, uh, that, that's involved with the company to a certain capacity that's allowed to talk about other brands. The only one. And there's a reason for that because they know that I'm going to be fair. I'm not going to have my own agenda about something. It's not about my ego and just patting myself on the back. It's about letting the fans know that something is real and, and how, how it needs to be uh, viewed. And so Jimmy, also, thank you. Oh, go ahead, Tommy. Go ahead, Tommy. You don't do it in a negative way or like, oh, I'm never going to watch this or like, how do you mess that stuff up? You know, if you you also take this from a business and a sports mind where I know you're a Cowboys fan, the Cowboys don't go undefeated every year. The Cowboys do not win the Super Bowl every year. And that's why you have coaches. That's why you have people to try to improve or offer their opinion to improve the team. And we all love team WWE or Team AEW or Team Professional Wrestling. Yeah, and Jimmy, thank you so much for the call and thank you so much for the support. We love you too. Let's bring in co-founder of Busted Open 11 years ago, my good friend, the minister at my wedding for with what lovely Violetta, the one wow. and only Doug Mortman. Doug, what's going on, buddy? Hello. How is everybody? You sound great, by the I way. I know I do. I, I was sitting here for 10 minutes, and I just, uh, you know, engineered. <laughs> <laughs> the engineers. That, you know, thank God Jake Robinson, Jake Robinson is there to figure this out. My God. Well, the, this is perfect. By the way, because, I don't, you know, oh, anybody else named Doug... <laughs> It just, it bothers me. I don't know why, but a re immediately I had issues <laughs> yeah, with other people. There's this Doug in there. He's like, oh, it's Doug. No, you're not Doug. I'm Doug. I'm Doug. I'm here. I'm sitting on the line waiting to get on my damn anniversary show on the show that I co-founded. And I'm sitting there waiting. What the hell is going on around here? Well, you I know what? Bully's got a question for you. Oh, boy. Hi, Bully. Hi, Mark. Hi, Dave. What's up, man? And Tommy. And Tommy Dreamer's here, too. Say hi, hi to Tommy. Hi, Tommy. What up, bud? Yeah, we stay, stick Tommy on the Zoom. Go figure. 
Doug, what I, what I, what I, the story that I wanted to hear that I asked Dave yeah. was how you guys originally met, how you hooked up, how this show started, kind of like a rock and roll band getting in the garage for the first time and playing together. And he said, Oh, you know what? Doug has a little bit of a better memory than I do, so I'll let I him want tell the Doug story. To, I and wanted then, Doug excuse to Excuse me, what, sir. Sir. And when we hooked up, it was sir, just one I said good day, Zimas. sir. I had one too many Zimas, but go on. And then Mark Henry Zima. decided to translate and basically said, Dave doesn't remember how you guys first hooked up. Not so, true. Doug, star of the show, Doug Mortman, can yeah, you right. please tell us how this happened and how you started Busted Open? Uh, star of the show. Come on, bully. I'm no star. I was simply a sidekick. Here's the deal, right? And, and I'll be the first person to admit it. D- first of all, Dave has no business sense. Dave has no savvy. Dave has no couth. All right? That there's nothing it's all about- true. All true, yeah, Doug. It's all true. Well, l- listen, God bless Violetta for putting up with him. But I mean, the guy, he's just, you know- He's a wrestling Dave. guy. He's a wrestling guy. He's classy. He's, he's Hansi, except, you know- Less less good looking. So, the, <laughs> oh shit! I'm kidding. The point Shots is, shots fired. Here's the deal. Roast. Here's the deal. <laughs> yeah. Dave was always the star of the show. Dave always had the gift for gab. Now, I mean, my God, he just doesn't shut up. I don't know how you guys deal with him. But, and here's the funny thing. I would love to turn this around and have Bully say host the show and let Dave go back into his old role, which was like, hey, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to pick on every point. If you if you reversed roles, I bet you Dave's even better. And I'm putting him over now because the fact of the matter is Dave's one of my best friends. I love the guy to death. He's a beautiful human being. And I knew right Aww. away. Well, first off, keep this in mind. We knew each other because we both worked for NFL radio to start our careers at Sirius Satellite Radio. Right. Way back in 2004. That's where we met. That's where we became friends. We're originals in this sports department at Sirius, which then became Sirius XM, which then became Sirius XM Pandora. Right. That's how we started. That's how we became friends. That's not when the show started, though. The show started many, many years after. And Dave came to me and he had this idea about a wrestling show and he was doing this, you know, podcast deal. Right. And I'm like, okay. I get it. You're pretty good. Let's see what we can do. And then, Dave, I believe our first interview was Edge, right? Yep. Before WrestleMania, what? Which one? It was, was before WrestleMania 25. But yes. And, and it was just, and that was before the show went on the air. If you remember, yep. Doug, you know, our first guest on the first show was Prince Nana and Mark Henry. Mark Henry. Now yeah. a host <laughs> here on the show. And I just actually tweeted out That's a picture right. of Mark's appearance on that first ever episode of Busted Open. So, yeah, you know, we, we got more help from the WWE back in 2009 than, than we do now. But, like, seriously, like, um, you know, we the, it was the passion and love. And I think the biggest thing, and it's one of the things that I have now with Mark and Tommy and Bully, is that you and I had chemistry early on. Yes. And now me being the lead host, you're right, when this show first started, Doug, you were the lead host, and I was, like, the analyst. So I had to switch that roles, which Correct. was very difficult for me in the beginning because those LaGreca rants that I have every once in a while I had on a daily basis with you on Busted Open. But I think more than anything was the chemistry and the trust that we had with one another. I trusted yes. you, and you trusted me, and we had the separation anxiety, obviously, when 
this show went to the next level and your career went to the next level at Sirius XM. I mean, you're a VP for crying out loud at SiriusXM. So, like, there was that separate. It's not that exciting, right? Mark. It's really. <laughs> Look at the big exciting. brain. <laughs> Listen, it, first of all, you know, you hear Mark egging us on right now. If you remember back to that first interview, Dave, Mark egged us on. We started doing these mock wrestling moves. And then our, our uh, then uh, head of security was <laughs> like, what are these clowns doing in there? And we, I mean, Mark, you almost got us in big trouble there. In the oh, fishbowl there at, at, our, at our building. <laughs> A little violence. It's okay. That's okay. Pro nothing, violence. Nothing wrong with a little violence, but no. But uh, but obviously, Doug, I got a little teary eyed because you know the words that you said, and you know we don't get to do this much because of how you know you've gone to a different place and this show, and you know. But hearing those words from you mean a lot to me. You know, even to this day, and you've shared those memories and those thoughts before, but. Doing it on this show means a lot to me, and I and it's right back at you. You know, we wouldn't be celebrating our 11 year anniversary if it wasn't for you and what you did in the foundation of this show. So I always appreciate you. Bully says it all the time. Whenever your name is mentioned on the show, Bully always respects and acknowledges what you've done uh, for this show and as a, a co founder and a co creator of the Busted Open brand. So you always mean Thank the you. world to me. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.